listening to Hockey Night in New York, the premier live podcast covering the New York Islanders and the NHL at large. Here's your hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Tony Stubby. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, February 16th, 2020. Coming at you from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. Welcome to the show, folks. Sneaking in a quick one here. Going to have Tony Stabile calling in for a few minutes. If we're lucky, we might get Mikey Carver joining me as well, if time permits. So we're sneaking this one in. Obviously, a big day for the New York Islanders. Uh, Lou Lamarillo finally made a trade to the happiness of some and to the dismay of others. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about the games that they played this week and all things Islanders as usual. So, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and joining me here. Good to have Tony back, at least in a limited capacity. Unfortunately, folks, again, scheduling has just been a a bit of an issue for the two of us since the holidays. I thought this week we'd finally be back on track, but I think it's going to be next week, and we should be good for our live shows at 9 o'clock. So, Thanks for sticking with us. Let's get into it, folks. We might as well stop with start with the biggest news of the day, and that is the big trade. It's been a long time. You heard Islander fans clamoring for it for a long time. If you're on social media, if you're on the Twitter, everybody's talking and complaining about the fact that Lou Lamarillo has not made a trade since that Matt Martin trade when he first took over the team. So, folks... You got what you asked for, at least in the form of a trade, and I hope most of you are happy with the trade, and that is Andy Green coming over from the New Jersey Devils for a 2021 second-round draft pick and David Quenville, an Islander defensive prospect who has been in the within the franchise for the last couple of years, hasn't had a chance to crack the Islanders lineup yet, and he won't because he is now part of the New Jersey Devils. So with that being said, folks, I'm going to start by saying, and I did say it on Twitter after the trade happened, a little surprised that it cost a second rounder. I suppose it's a little bit less of a blow considering that it's next year's second rounder, although, I mean, it could be worse if they have a bad year next year, right? It really depends on where the Islanders fall, but I didn't think Andy Green was going to cost that much, but we all know that this is a trade that the Islanders needed to make. They needed a defense with Adam Pellet going down. And, you know, while Tony and I talked about Brandon Dillon, I talked about B-Comp with it, with him last week, he would have been nice. But, look, you get a guy who you don't have to get into a bidding war over. I, I assume at least Lou didn't have to do that for Andy Green. The guy's 37. He's in the, the twilight of his career. He, he was wearing the captain's C with the Devils before this trade. So, obviously, he brings some leadership. He brings some ex- experience. Not going to bring a lot of flair, but he is a defensive defenseman, and they need that because, as has been noted, the Islanders have been giving up more goals than they should be lately. I guess with the exception of last night only surrendering one, but I know you guys have been watching the games, and it seems like they're giving up three-plus goals uh, recently. In fact, Michael Carver touched on that last night at the Offside Tavern, which is a great time. Don't know if you guys tuned in. Don't, don't know if you guys came down, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, big credit to, to Nick and the Offside Tavern crew for hosting us there and Mike for putting on a great show, having uh, myself and Christian Arnold on. It was a great time. Hope you guys checked it out. I believe Mikey's going to have that up on the ILC podcast website if you want to check it out. So that was all good stuff. We talked about trades. Andy Green was mentioned. Christian Arnold from Isles Insight actually mentioned him by name. And here he is, folks. He is going to be a New York Islander for this stretch run into the playoffs. And like I said, much needed 
Uh, I'm not going to complain about the second rounder. Again, I think it's a little much. I don't think it's franchise crippling. But, you know, look, I guess I guess that's just the asking price, right? You look at some of the other trades that are going on. You look at Blake Coleman. He brought in a haul from Tampa Bay. Uh, the Devils sent him that way as well, the a first rounder and a, uh, a top prospect. Uh, the name escapes, escapes me because I'm doing everything off the cuff here tonight. <laughs> just sneaking this show in so I don't have the info in front of me. But... A lot going on here. In fact, uh, in just a little bit, I'm going to take a quick break so I can get Tony in on the phone. And then uh, we'll talk the trade a little bit more at length. We'll talk about what the Islanders have been doing lately. So, folks, once again, want to thank you for tuning into Hockey Night in New York. Remember, you can tune in live or for the archives at HockeyNightNY.com. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York at HockeyNightNY.com, the premier live podcast covering the New York Islanders and the NHL at large from our studios right here on Long Island, hosted by Sean Cuthbert and Tony Stabile. Tune in weekly during the season Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time for insights on the team, great special guests, and commentary on all the happenings around the league. If you happen to miss us live, all shows can be streamed or downloaded 24 hours a day, seven days a week at the same address, HockeyNightNY.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher, where you can subscribe and never miss a show, no matter what your preferred platform. Question for the guys? Comments? Interested in the sponsorship? Please contact us at HockeyNightNewYork at gmail.com for any and all inquiries. We appreciate all the support, and as always, let's go Islanders! Love repping your favorite Long Island hockey team? Can't get enough orange and blue swag? Look no further than Yes Men Outfitters, the independent lifestyle brand born on the island to support the game, the team, and the players you love. Visit YesMenOutfitters.com for a wide selection of themed shirts, hats, hoodies, and yes, even pajamas. All apparel is designed and created in-house with the same passion and dedication as your favorite team on the ice. So upgrade your wardrobe and show off your pride today by visiting YesMenOutfitters.com. And don't forget to use promo code HockeyNightNY for 10% off your order. That's YesMenOutfitters.com. Big news in Islander country today, pal. Uh, Lou Lamarillo finally makes a trade. The fans have been complaining about it for quite a while. Lou doesn't make deals, and today he does. The narrative is over. So let's start right with it, buddy. Andy Green, 2021 second rounder. David Quenville, what are your thoughts, pal? I love, I love this move. I really do. I mean, Andy Green is exactly... A piece of this, I mean, it, look, it doesn't solve all the Islanders' problems, not in, in any stretch of the imagination, but Andy Green is going to fill in for a spot that the Islanders have really, really missed since Adam Pellick went down. I don't think anybody could have expected that Pellick was going to have, his injury was going to have such an effect on this team, but they have not been the same team since he went out of the lineup. 
Uh, you could see with the goals that have been given up in, in, in games, you know, the defense has not looked as crisp as it, as it was before he went out. And Andy Green can step into that role almost seamlessly. He's a guy who has got a tremendous amount of experience. He's going to fit into that locker room perfectly. He's a cat. He was captain uh, of the New Jersey Devils. He's got over 900 games of NHL experience. He, he regularly leads the Devils in block shots, you know, on a team that's horrible, a horrible defensive team in the Devils. He's a plus right. one on a, on a, on a team where most of the guys are minus 10, minus 12, minus 15. So green is a guy who can step in, can give them what they want, some stability on that back end. And then they can still, you know, yes, the second round pick is probably a little bit more than what I, I would have liked to have given maybe yeah. a third. You know, Quenville is a guy who, you know, that they took a shot on. Uh, doesn't look like the last scouting report that I had read on him was that he's not going to be, he's not an NHL defenseman. He just doesn't have this, the, uh, this, the, uh, the strength and the size in order to play the position uh, regularly. But uh, honestly, it gives Lou the opportunity to make a move down the road if he needs to do so, because he still has plenty of picks, plenty of prospects. And Green is, is just going to fit in perfectly here. I really like this move for him. Yeah, I like it too, and as I said on Twitter, I, I agree with you on the, the second rounder. It's kind of a surprise. Uh, we'll find out in a year, I guess, if it was worth putting it off until next year or not. I mean, I guess I guess the main thing is, like you said, they still have this year's second rounder as an asset if they need it for another deal. Hopefully, Lou is still working the phones to try to bring a forward in. Um but I guess, you know, and and also you think about Quenville, I don't think that's a guy that's really been even on fans' radars. So, I mean, I think that's kind of a, a non-factor here in, in the grand scheme of things. So, overall, the second may be a little too rich, but at the same time, it was a need, right? The, the Islanders are bought in. They have to win now. They have, you know, after signing Lee, Eberle, and Nelson, this is, a, you know, Lou has to, you know, kind of focus on winning now as opposed to later on, right? So, you don't worry about that second-round pick. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I guess it's decent. I mean... You know, just talk about, I guess, you know, you, you did a little bit already, but what can fans expect with Andy Green coming into the roster? I mean, he's not a sexy, it's not a sexy trade, but, you know, uh, I guess we'll see him on the left side because he's a lefty shot, right? Yes, yes. Uh, just, to, just to circle back on the, on, on the uh, uh, what they had to give up to get him, uh, Blake Coleman, the, the Devils just traded him to the Tampa Bay Lightning right. uh, a little while ago, and they got a first-round pick and Nolan Foote, who is a former first-round pick for Blake Coleman. So, I mean, the prices right now seem to be fairly high. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a seller's market. you got teams who are trying to jump in you know, and make these moves before ahead of the deadline, which obviously, you know, Lou, look, Lou has always done that. Okay, he's a guy who's always tried to, you know, to preempt the market and try to make these moves beforehand. So, honestly, I mean, what will we expect in a third-round pick and then a second-round pick next year ends up going in this trade? I, look, if the Islanders get to the second round or, you know, if they adv- advance to the conference finals, I don't think anybody's going to complain about that second-round pick. That sure, away of course year. not. Well, the truth of the matter the, is, Tony, uh, sorry to cut you off, but they get, they actually have to worry about getting into the playoffs first <laughs> before they worry about the second round. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I think that, and 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 that kind of leads into my next point. This is a it's a, it's a good acquisition, like you said. It's not a sexy name. Andy Green is is not an offensive player. I think he's got eleven points this year, or or something to that effect. That's not his type of game. But he is a steady, steady defenseman out there. He you know he plays the same a similar game that Adam Pellet plays. Okay, he's, he's he's strong in his own zone. Blocking, he knows when to block shots. He's, you know, he is a guy who is just a rock on defense. And look, we say we've seen more games where the Islanders have given up four and five goals a game 
you know, over the course of the last six weeks and they have in the last 18 months. You know, this is not a team that gives up four and five goals a lot. And it's happened more times in the last six weeks than I think it's happened, you know, since Barry Trotz has become the coach. So it's obvious that there's a, there's a missing link back there. You saw how aggravated, you know, they only gave up one goal last night and you saw how, you know, aggravated that Barry was after the game last night. You know, he obviously was not happy with Noah Dobson's performance. I think he was more frustrated, not in Dobson's performance, but more or less that they had, they had to rely on him you know, as much as they have because of the injuries that they have. So right. I think that bringing in Andy Green is a is a really, really good move for this team. I, it, it, like I said, it doesn't solve everything. You know, they still need to get themselves. I think they need to get themselves a center. You know, Travis Ajak now is definitely something you got to look at at this point. That's, you know, that was something that's been floated around for a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so Zajac is definitely a possibility. You know, who knows if they're looking at Palmeria. It looks like the Devils are in full cell mode and and their interim GM, Tom Fitzgerald, had said today that, you know, that they don't expect to contend for a while. So that would mean that Palmieri would definitely be on the market if they're not expecting to contend for a couple of years. Yeah, that's so there's there. There are some guys out there that 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 can make make a difference. And I think, I you know, that Lou is involved. Apparently, he's been in on green since Pelic went down with his injury. So, you know, he is working the phones. And this this trade is is a very, very good trade for him, uh, in, in my opinion. I agree. It, it had to be done. I mean, ever since Pellick went down, we've been talking about it. And, you know, we saw the the exposing of the Islanders' defense that's happened since Pellick went down. And, you know, you have Noah Dobson, obviously, with Barry Trotschild in his minutes. And, you know, like you said, with the, him being upset with his play, or at least having to use him last night the way that he did. And, you know, you just see other guys in the lineup getting exposed. You know, maybe maybe guys like Letty and Boychuk are, you know, you see uh, a couple more warts in their game because they're playing a, a couple more minutes uh, on top of what they're they're used to. So this is going to help to balance that out. I'm curious to see how he works Green into the lineup. I, I guess you know maybe he pairs him up, you know, uh, towards the bottom end, gets him, you know, maybe less minutes than the other guys are doing. But look, like you said, solid veteran, defensive guy, he blocks shots, uh, a lot to like. He's obviously going to be a locker room guy because of the C that he had in his chest. He's got two goals, nine assists, in 53 games. Again, not sexy, but. But good stuff. And and now, Tony, I just want to pivot to, you know, the, the remaining needs, I suppose, in this team. You talk about the haul that Blake, uh, the, sorry, that the Devils got for Blake Coleman. Does that scare you a little bit for if and when the Islanders start going shopping to, to fill the other holes on the roster? Uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, the Coleman situation is a little bit different because he's a guy who they have control over for a little bit. Uh, he doesn't make a tremendous amount of money. So uh, it's a little bit different of a situation. If you're taking a contract back like a Kyle Palmieri or someone who's making somewhat significant money that you're taking off of them, then, you know, it, it might be a little bit different when it comes back. But, I mean, look, the prices are going to be high. I mean, you saw a second-round pick go for Andy Green. You know, trades are not made in the NHL all that often anymore. I mean, it's really what it comes down to. I mean, if you could think about it, what, what, how many would have been three or four trades, uh-huh. of, you know, notable trades this year? Taylor Hall. Andy Green and 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 now the uh, the move for Blake Coleman. I well, mean, don't forget about the Pens about, either. The Pens made a big move too. Uh, the, yeah, the Jason Zucker move was definitely uh, a good uh, a good move for them. But again, they paid a price as well. They paid a first round pick. They're top defensive prospect. You know, I mean, there it, it seems to be a seller's market right now. Minnesota's a team that looks like they're willing to move guys, which is interesting. You know, Billy Garen has taken over there, and you know they fired Boudreaux the other day, so they're obviously going to be making some changes up there. So yeah, there's guys who are going to be available. You know, Ottawa has been shopping. You know, Pajot is a guy that we've we've talked about at nauseum on this on, on our program. Right. 
Um, but I think that this team needs to secure themselves a uh, another center, and if they can get themselves a scoring winger to you know to play up, you know, look, we all we all fell in love with Keeper Bellows with the game they played against LA and, and everything like that. But right. you know, this is a kid with seven NHL games, seven games of NHL experience. You know, it would be unfair to him. You know, a kid who last season was you know in the middle of a lost season. To, to to have to rely on him, you know, for you know for your for a majority of your offense. I mean, it's just that's just not fair to a player like that. So, I think that you know, I I, I think that Lou is going to be out there looking for these positions. Uh, we've heard the Zajac rumors. I, that makes just too much sense at this point. Um, it's a guy who Lou knows very well. Again, it's a he's a, he's a real you know good locker room guy. Guy's still playing at a you know at a decent level. It's not as if he's uh, you know completely fallen off the wagon here. Like, same thing with Green. You know, both of them have been productive players so far. He's not the same player he was three years ago, but you know, I, I don't think that it's it's a it's a bad move if he does make the trade. And if it's if the cost is not prohibitive, it's definitely something that that he should look at. You know, I, am I sold on giving up a first round pick for for Pajot? I, mm. Not only because he's, only because he's, you know, you, you don't have him. He's a rental, so you want to be. If you're going to give up a first round pick, you want to, you want, you want to make sure that the guy is going to be a difference maker. And if a guy like Zajac is available at a lower cost, that could be just as, you know, impactful of a player as Peugeot. I would be more inclined to make a move like that than to, to surrender a first round pick in that move. I would rather try and trade a first round pick in order to bring somebody bigger back. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see just what uh, how how much Lou Lamarillo values that three uh, C you know position and, and see how much he's willing to stretch to, to to fill it if he has the opportunity. And and Tony, I know you're I know you're pressed for time here, so real quick, just you know, give me your quick thoughts on this past week, the way the team performed. Obviously, it started off good, didn't end so well. Uh, they get the back to back wins against the Caps and the Flyers, and they they get trounced again by Nashville. Thankfully, they won't be playing them again this year. And then obviously the tough loss last night against Vegas. Yeah, the, the Nashville thing is just is just so surprising because they just they Nashville has definitely got their number. It's it's unbelievable. It's if I never see them play the Nashville Predators ever again, it would be too soon. So I mean, <laughs> right. that's just that's just that's a horror show right there. But if you throw that game out, I mean, it was actually a pretty decent week. You know, Valamo stood on his head last night. He did. Um, he really did. You know, he really he, he played an absolutely great game. I mean, you know, you don't want to see the team obviously a team that. That uh, is in need of scoring, um, uh, you know, in some needs scoring punch, and you don't want to see them get shut out two games in a row. I mean, obviously, that's 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 not ideal. Uh, right. Puts more pressure on Lou, puts more pressure on the coaching staff. So, you know, obviously, that's not something that you want to see. But, you know, I mean, Vegas carried the play last night. Verlamov did everything he possibly could in order to keep this game and you know to try to steal him a point. Um, you got to be happy with what you saw out of him. I, the game that I really liked out of this week was the flyer game. You know, like they got out to that early lead, you know, yes, they tied it late on a, you know, it was a fluky kind of a goal where, where Couturier tied it again. Barlamov, I thought was very good in that game. And then that, the, the pass from Barzell on, on to Pollock stick and, and that just rifle of a shot that he has, yeah. you know, picks the corner. It, it was, it was just, it was a thing of beauty. To see Uncle Leo put the you know the empty netter in at the end of the game, like it, it's just it was just a it, it was a great great game, especially coming off the Caps game where again that they they carried the play for most of that game. 
So, I mean, in all honesty, I think it was a pretty decent week other than the fact. And look, the Islanders do not play well on the West Coast. <laughs> I mean, let's put it this way. I yeah. mean, you know, they had that badge. Their, their worst stretch of the season was when they went to the West Coast the last time. So they got one more game in this trip right, with Arizona coming up this week. It looks like Green is going to be in uh, is going to be in Phoenix mm-hmm. for that game. So that'll be a good thing for them to, you know, get some, you know, get some reinforcements. Again, get him acclimated, get him in the locker room. He's a real good guy to be around. A lot of guys know him been around for what, 14 years he's played 960 nhl games if i'm not mistaken mm. so i i mean it's it's a real you know it's, it's a good it's a good start for lou and it's a good start for this team to, to plug one of the major holes they've had since pelic went down but he's got some more work to do that's for sure pal no doubt about it buddy well listen i know you got to get running so thanks for uh Thanks for hopping in real quick. Glad to have you back, man. You've been missed, and hopefully we can get uh, get back to a little bit of normalcy next week. I know we got that uh, that cancer benefit show before the Islander game. We're going to be joining Paul Kreischer of uh, Isles Talk. We're going to be uh, involved in a roundtable discussion there. That should be a lot of fun, and then hopefully next Sunday night we'll be back at it at 9, right, pal? Yes, yes, sir. That should uh, We get to get back to a normal schedule. Uh, looking forward to the... Uh, uh, being over at, uh, at Dugan's with you, will, uh, it should be a lot of fun. A couple other guys are going to be there. It should, should be a good time, so I'm looking forward to that. Sounds good, pal. Well, uh, have a good rest of your night, and I will talk to you soon, all right? All right, Tony. I'll talk to you soon, pal. Take it easy, bud. Bye. All right, folks. That was none other than Mr. Tony Stabile, the co-host of this show. And as I said at the top, unfortunately, scheduling has just been a problem. So great to get Tony in for at least 10 minutes rather than none. So, yeah, folks, look, again, Andy Green, not a sexy name, but, you know, if you've been paying any attention at all, this team has has had some defensive struggles since Pellick went down. So he's a guy, maybe not number one on your list, but he, he fills a need. They had to make some kind of deal, and as we've learned with Lou, he likes his familiar familiarity, right? He he brought Matt Martin back after having him in Toronto. He signed Komarov when he first came in. So he definitely likes guys that he's familiar with, guys that he can trust, guys that he relies on. And look, 37 years old is a little old, but again, Andy Green still got some left in the tank here. You only need him for the remainder of this season and however however deep they go into the playoffs. So at the end of the day, despite the second rounder being in there, uh, I have to like the deal just because, look, he finally got something done here and he finally added to the team and he's letting everybody know, not just the fans, but but also the team that, you know, this is win now and they, and they got to plug these holes here. And, and look, he's got, you know, about a week before the deadline comes and, and like Tony said, he's probably still working the phone, so hopefully he can bring somebody else in to help uh, help out in the forward aspect. So, you know, we'll see what comes of it. But, look, I think a third rounder would have been the sweet spot. I think we all would have been pretty satisfied with that. But, again, I don't. I, at the same time, I don't see an, a need to get up in arms, you know, giving up a, a second-round 2021 pick. But, uh, look, everybody's going to have their opinions, and, and that's how it is, folks. So I'll just look at the uh, – I'll, t- I'll touch a little bit more on the games that, that Tony was talking about here. I mean, you have a basically – a balanced week in the sense that it starts out good, two wins in a row, back to back against, you know, some tough division rivals and the Caps and the Flyers. And I don't know. I mean, as Tony said, the, the Isles have just had a, a rough time with the Western Conference and particularly Nashville in general. It's it's funny, folks. I mean, look, sometimes you just match up really well or really bad against some teams. And for whatever reason, Nashville has been, you know, one of those teams where the Isles have just matched up very poorly with. And, you know, one thing I noticed, you know, from watching that game was, 
you know, N- Nashville was relentless in their forecheck, and that just had the Islanders on their heels the entire game. They were creating turnovers. I mean, most of the, I mean, not most, but some of the goals were were literally created off of the pressure that they put on the defensemen. You know, crashing down low, causing turnovers. You had Letty, who ended up coughing up a puck. You had the the puck that went off in Dobson's stick uh, on the D to D pass from behind the goal line. That ends up on on, on a Nashville stick. It ends up in the net and. For whatever reason, the the pressure that the Predators put on the Islanders that night just uh, ended up really killing them. And look, obviously, Thomas Grice didn't have a great game either. You know, he gets that first goal, you know, from an impossible angle, bounced off of his shoulder. I mean, it was a great shot. And, you know, the, the wheels just fell off from there. And look, the goaltending has been a little inconsistent here. Um, you know, Varlamov was excellent last night, as, as Tony pointed out. And, you know, the Vegas could have had a couple more goals if not for, for Varlamov. And you look at, you know, the shot disparity, I think, what was it, 20-4 to four in the second period without having it in front of me. So, yeah, the Western Conference, uh, I could do without them <laughs> for, the, for, the rest of the, for the rest of the season. But, unfortunately, uh, they got Arizona uh, tomorrow at 4 o'clock, your President's Day holiday game. And then Colorado, uh, 10 o'clock on, on, two, on Wednesday night. That's going to be a tough one, obviously. So, look, I, I mean, just to go back to the Caps and the Flyers, uh, I think that was a huge win Monday against the Caps. That was, that was Islander hockey. Uh, they even scored a, probably a couple more goals than we expected to get out to that early lead in the first period. And, you know, you knew that the Caps were going to push. They're too good of a team. And obviously, we all remember what happened the last time the Islanders built a big lead on the Capitals. So you knew some goals were coming. But at least this time, the Isles were able to stop the bleeding. And they didn't let the Caps all the way back into the game. They end up getting that 5-3 to three win. And, look, I, I, was, I wasn't sure what was going to happen the following night. Philly's been having a good season in the Metro. They've been coming up. They're obviously nipping at the Isles' heels here, and they're trying to compete for at least a wild-card spot. I thought that was going to be a tough game. And once again, the offense comes through. You get that big 3 nothing lead, and then the Islanders were just on their heels for, I feel like, the rest of the game. I mean, just hanging on for dear life. And, you know, one goal at a time, Philly comes back, and, Look, you hate to see a team give up a three-goal lead. It's it's obviously, you know, especially with a team like the Islanders, the system that they play, the defensive, you know, uh, style of game that they have. This is this is something they should be able to clamp down on. And you know, we're really seeing warts here. You know, with the defensive game when they lose a couple of guys, losing Sezikis, losing Clutterbuck, you know, losing uh, Adam Pellick. And I mean, these are key guys. You know, on the the opposite side of the puck, these are guys that are. You know, preventing shots, preventing you know breaks into the zone here, and you know, look, they're they're doing the best, their best, you know, without these guys. I mean, Sezikis is a huge loss, and it's just so strange. You know, you get another freak accident here, right? Another skate blade, you know, causing a causing a cut. I guess you almost have to be happy that it's only going to be you know maybe two to three, maybe three to four weeks, depending on who you ask. But I mean, they need these guys back in the lineup and. You know, we all talked about how much of a need getting a forward in, in for the top nine was before these guys went down, and now it's just, you know, even more so. I mean, Lou Lamarillo has to go out and get at least one forward to, to patch this lineup up if, if um, you know, they want to, you know, A, clinch a playoff spot and, and, and go any distance in the playoffs because, I mean, these are, you know, even if it's two to three weeks, th- those are games where you, those are big points. And, and again, we all know how many games this team is playing now within that time. I mean, you look at two weeks, and I'm looking at the calendar right here, and I'm counting, you know, six, seven games. You go from tonight until the 29th against Boston, uh, the Butch Goring Day, which will be awesome. It's going to be a great time retiring his number. But you got seven games within that span. 
That's 14 potential points. You're not going to have Casey Sezekis in the lineup. You're, you're probably not going to have Cal Clutterbuck in the lineup, and you're not going to have Adam Pellick. So they got to, you know, patch this hole in the forward in the forward crew sooner than later, and then they got to do something before, you know, the trade deadline on Monday the 24th. So very curious to see what Lou does here. And, you know, just to just to wrap up thoughts on these games that they played. I mean, look, last night against Vegas, I thought that game was going to go their way. Uh, the fact that it was low scoring, I thought that they, you know, were competitive for a while. And, and then unfortunately, you know, Vegas just kind of took over. Like I said, they started, you know, taking over in shots and Varlamov had to bail them out time after time. He had himself a great game and he deserved at least a goal or two from the forwards. They couldn't get it done. And look, it's it's a, it's a story that's just going to keep repeating, you know, as far as the scoring goes until they, they get you know, some, another weapon in there. And that's probably not happening between now and, and next Monday. You know, they're, they're going to get a, a, you know, a top nine guy who's going to help more as far as the center center goes, I would think. And the PK and, and, and a two-way type of game, I don't think... I, look, I'll be pleasantly surprised if they get a guy like Palmieri. I like Tony bringing his name into the discussion. That's very interesting. And he's definitely a guy I'd love to see the Islanders go after. They bring in a guy like that... That changes the discussion, right? Then all of a sudden you have a winger here that can pot some goals and maybe you put him next to, to Barzell and you, and you see a little more output in the goal column. That would be great. My expectation is it's probably just going to be a 3C type of guy, whether it's Pajot. Uh, you know, I mentioned Eric Stahl on Twitter. I don't even know if the guy's going to be available. But look, if Minnesota continues to go down in the standings here and they and they fall you know, out of a wild card position, they, they just fired the coach in Bruce Boudreaux. So I, that tells me they, that Bill Guerin doesn't have a lot of faith in what they're going to do the rest of the year. So I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Eric Stahl ends up on the market if he's willing to waive his, uh, you know, he has a 10-team no-trade uh, on his on his contract, so we don't know if the Islanders are on that list or not. We know that Andy Green was willing to waive his no trade clause for the Isles, so that's a good sign today. But Eric Stahl is a guy I'd like to see the Isles look at if he actually is available. But we'll see. And look, there could be guys that you know not everybody's talking about. Sometimes you just see a name pop up that really wasn't in the uh, you know the trade the trade rumor circle and what have you. So who knows? I'm sure, again, I'm sure Lou is on the phones. He's he's talking to the other GMs and trying to figure something out. And we'll see what comes. We got about a week, and we'll, and we'll see what he does. But obviously that's a, that's a hole that he has to plug. So, look, you go 2-2 two and two for the week. Obviously the Islanders got to do better than that. I mean, coming out of that break, they have been playing better since since beforehand. So... It's baby steps now, kind of getting back to the type of hockey that they play. Hopefully Andy Green stabilizes his team a little bit on the defensive end. You know, it'll be interesting to see if if Dobson ends up being scratched now as a result of that. I guess that would be the most likely scenario. And then, you know, he takes a couple more minutes away from the other guys. He lets Nick Letty, he lets Johnny Boychuk rest a little bit and the rest of the guys, and and maybe that balances things out and, uh, you know, stabilizes things. We'll, We'll see. But it's a good first step to get Andy Green in here and, and like I already started talking about, you got the week ahead here. You got Arizona tomorrow, Colorado on Wednesday, and then Detroit on Friday. Should be a gimme game. That's home against the Wings, 8 o'clock Friday night. And uh, I, I, I guess that might be a, an NBC game because of the 8 o'clock start. So if, you, if you're into the national nationally televised spots, there, there you go, folks. But that's going to be at the Coliseum and... Again, I say you'd like to think it's a gimme game, but we also know how the Islanders have struggled uh, against these uh, these weaker teams in the league for whatever reason. I, I don't know if it's a matter of playing down to them or, you know, for whatever reason, these these uh, lower teams have their number. So, And after that, you know, you're looking at every other night 
starting on um, Sunday the 23rd. You got the Sharks, then they're off for a night. They got the Rangers, then off for a night. Then they got the Blues, off for a night. Then they got the Bruins. So no rest for the weary here, folks. The Islanders, you know, are going to have to trudge along. And they got a lot of hockey to play. And, you know, bringing Andy Green in is going to help for sure. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, again, good first step here for Lou. And if we're gonna we're gonna sneak a hero of the of the weekend, uh, I guess uh, <laughs> maybe this is a little lame, but I'm gonna have to go with Lou Lamarillo. Look, he made a deal, he brought in Andy Green, he addressed a need, and and hopefully he quiets the critics a little bit because uh, again, I know that there was a big outcry about Lou not making trades ever since the uh, the Matt Martin trade. So it's nice to see him getting that in there, and hopefully there's more to come. Uh, folks, I thought we might have been able to get Mikey Carver in, but it looks like that's not going to happen. Uh, look, these guys with kids, right? Very busy. <laughs> Very busy. It's tough to make time to get on the show. So, unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to get Mikey Carver in here to, to talk about the trade, but we'll have him on the show again soon. And, again, hopefully you guys uh, were able to check out that uh, that show from Offside Tavern last night. It was good stuff. It was a good time. And I, and I think I'm just going to end it here, folks. Uh, you know, once again, a little rapid-fire show. Uh, I got a hockey game of my own I got to get to, so just trying to sneak this in. And, uh, folks, if you're off tomorrow for President's Day, enjoy it. I hope you have a good time. I'm going to cue the music here. And, look, we got that, uh, sorry, the cancer benefit next week with Paul Chrysler of uh, Isles Talk. That's going to be a good time. That's going to be at Dugan's. Uh, that's going to be before the Islander game. We'll, we'll update you with the time when we have it. And then Tony and I should be back next week, 9 p.m., regularly scheduled Sunday night. And look, a lot of the hockey to talk here, folks, so keep it focused here. Remember, you can tune in live at HockeyNightNY.com. You can follow the show at HockeyNightNY on Twitter. You can follow Tony Stabile at Tony Stabile. You can follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. We'll see you next week, folks. Take it easy.